0: All right, Selene, let's get this recorded. It's it's 4.45 on a Friday, and the days are short, and I had a migraine today, and let's just get it done. Get it for these, done. For these lovely people. These fierce... That's not a
1: very good attitude.
0: ...married. Oh, that's a great attitude. Uh, it's efficient. It's an efficient attitude. Is that not an adequate way to open the episode?
1: I don't know. You can. Okay. Hello. But I feel like we're back. Last week was like post-conference... <clears throat> We're here, we're just kind of frazzled, but we're here and we're processing it. Now we're like, okay, we're back. We're back into the...
0: Then we were out of town for a week. Then we were out of town, that was also very disorienting. we're
1: back. We're back, I think.
0: Yeah, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking... We're addressing a question that we got from one of our listeners or viewers, which, by the way, if you have any questions that you would like us Mm. to address, please send them into fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K, and we would love to... Check those out because today we are going to answer one of those uh, that we got from our good friend, my good friend Anon. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. And we're talking. It's it, the questions. They really hold a lot. For we're not on the other side yet, are we're we? Not. Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> so what's the intro? Titulate me.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to answer a, a question that you two are going to want to know the answer to. Is that good enough? I guess. <laughs> It's getting goofy over here, guys. All right. We'll see you on the other side. Gosh, I look over at our timer and I'm like, how is this? We're only like a minute in and I'm getting to the meat of the conversation already. Did we even go to the other I just side? I wish you came
0: prepared, you know. I okay, just wish I wrote this, this, this as best I, I could.
1: <laughs> Can I- just somebody just, help this guy. Help this guy. I wasn't so.
0: kidding. I had a migraine like an hour ago. It, so I get these ocular migraines. Aww. Okay, if you listener viewer you get ocular migraines. <laughs> I get ocular migraines. <laughs> She's laughing at my I'm my inability. You're like <laughs> I see you. I see you. I kind of don't see you though cuz of the ocular migraine. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't make my <laughs> I can still function. It just makes me a little loopy. Uh, after I get my vision back, which takes about an hour, so I, I'm a little loopy. So let's 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 have some fun here. Uh, maybe fun's the wrong word. <laughs> it's
1: like at the expense know. of a read a, a person. It's Friday,
0: in. like I said, four forty-five. So fun day, it's Friday,
1: Friday fun day. So
0: if, if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my <laughs> lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. If you're still here, thank you for hanging out with us. This is the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We do these pretty much every Tuesday. We do the Fierce Parenting Podcast on Thursdays. If your parents, check that out. We have some fun over there as well. This is all part of what we call Fierce Families. Speaking of which, we just had our first Fierce Families conference. God is growing this ministry into all things fierce because we believe that family is is the original institution that was instituted before the fall the only one that was instituted before the fall and it is for human flourishing. And so we need to not grow further away from God's vision for marriage and yeah. family. We need to press into God's vision for those things. That's why we're here. Thank you for joining us. Here's the question.
1: <laughs> should a wife expect her husband to give up excessive material things, such as enough guns to start a modest sized militia and several classic cars. So should a wife expect her husband to give up these things to buy his family a per- permanent home? We live with a roommate who is a woke man-hating liberal who at times is divisive in our marriage and subtly hostile to our faith. One perk is that she helps with the housework, which is my sole responsibility at all times, even when sick. Conversations about stuff accrued before we were married, so the cars and the guns, uh, will usually turn into an argument perhaps I should pray about this and God will change both our hearts so we can let go of the things we don't need. Uh, Is this what it means to follow your husband gladly and pray boldly Hmm. from Anon?
0: Is this what it means to follow your husband gladly and to pray boldly? And by this, she means to pray that instead of nagging, I'm guessing instead of poking, I'm I'm sure that Anon has asked her husband, can we do this? Yeah, clearly it's not, it's falling on deaf ears or there's no action being taken to that end. Whereas saying, well, you spent 1500 bucks on a new AR setup or an old car that you're going to fix up and you're going to spend another thousands of dollars fixing that car up. Well, you've done that again, even though we talked about our family needing a house Mm -hmm. and she's thinking, well, the savings is not building up. Why are we going to get a down payment? The housing market's insane right now. literally insane. (laughs) what are we going to do? That's what I'm guessing the scenario is.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, it doesn't give us anything else. Um, and I think, I think the important part of this conversation is we're really addressing and talking about the orientation of, of our hearts, right? The orientation of our heart, Mm. it really determines the order of our priorities. So you have orientation determines order. So if my heart is oriented towards God, towards the things of God, towards what scripture says I should value, how I should treat my husband, how I should love my husband, uh, then the order of my priorities should reflect my value of God and his word and the scriptures Uh, all the way down. And you say, especially down to how you spend your money. Right. It should. Those decisions should reflect the orientation of your heart, because where your treasure is there, your heart will be also.
0: Yeah, that's not a Ryan and Selena idea. That's Jesus idea that (laughs) store up treasure in heaven where moth and rust will not destroy because where your treasure is.
1: There, your heart will be also,
0: you'll also find your heart. Yeah. In other words, care about the things of God higher, better more than you care about the things of this earth, the things of your life. Um, and that's not always an overnight shift in affection. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's always going to be a function of sanctification. It's always going to be a function of drawing near to God and getting aligned with what he cares about. That verse that, uh, that says, Lord, uh, uh, delight your, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, this is this is fairly basic, but I want to explain it anyway. A lot of times we'll read that verse and think, if I just love God more, he'll give me the things I want. Is that what that verse is saying? Um, again, like I said, it's, it's it's pretty basic, but we need to get it. If we delight ourselves in God, it's not that we get what we want. It's that we start to want what he wants. Yes. And he gives us, he implants in us His new desires. desires. Yes, His new desires, desires right. And so that's what we're talking about in terms of our heart orientation determines the order of our affections or our priorities. Right. And so
1: none of these things are essentially bad, like having cars, having guns, those kinds of things. Right. We always talk about like it's kind of just it's when things get out of order or we put too much weight in something that the Lord has asked us not to. Right. We're loving them more than we should. We're valuing them. We're putting our time, energy, resources into them more than we should.
0: That's good. I wanted to read this verse that um, came to mind as we were talking. It's, it's 1 Timothy 5 eight, and this comes from the NASB. Um, I'm going to read, the, actually, the Legacy Standard Bible. That's our that's the version that we're reading Currently through right now, through, yeah. and we love it. It's it's the most, I'll say, literal translation of the Bible, updated to be extra literal. <laughs> but it says this, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and mm. is worse than an unbeliever. Hmm. Okay. Is this husband providing for his household? Now, buying a house is not synonymous with providing for your household. There you go. I want to make that very clear. That's not what hmm. this passage is saying. Um, so if you've got a roof over your head, you know, I believe you know, it's a husband should here. provide for his family. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Now that means that you're taken care of. Yeah. Well, what does taking care of mean? Well, it means they're taken care of. You figure (laughs) out the details. It means they're protected. They're, you know, they sleep at night. They've got food. Your kids are growing in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Your wife is the fruitful vine. These things are all falling into place because a husband is standing at the post, standing Mm -hmm. at the ready, saying, I will provide. I will protect. I will preside over Mm -hmm. this family. Right. Amen. So that's the question. Is Is this man somehow neglecting one of those three things, protecting, presiding? are providing, uh, by going all in on the hobbies.
1: Well, and it's interesting that she mentions the roommate because I'm, ass- I'm assuming and this may be too big of a leap, but uh, I'm assuming there's a, a reason why they have to have a roommate. It's a fi- It's gotta probably be a financial reason. Right. And so oh, yeah. are the finances that are going towards the gun and the guns and the cars, is that, uh, could that have been going to, you know, where the roommate would come in and financially, Uh, help with responsibilities there. So
0: one thing I want to tease out real fast because her wording, I think is intentional here. She says, uh, is it, is it bad for a wife to expect her husband to give up excessive material things to buy his family, a permanent home? What do you think? Could it be that they're in a house, but it's just maybe too small.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, part of my mind just jumps to maybe they're renting and they're in, you know, they're sharing this space and time and for, to what end maybe. And maybe that's what her question is, is like.
0: Our first house would not work for us today. I will say that. I mean, if if we we had to make it
1: work, it would have worked, but. They
0: had three, we had renters in there for a while that had three or four kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was interesting. They, um, they wrecked it. (laughs) So we would have wrecked it. (laughs) Um, but anyways,
1: uh. In this situation, I mean, we've already kind of asked a few questions uh, about to just try to understand the situation more and be able to provide some clarity, um, biblical instruction, I think. But, you know, kind of the heart questions here are like, have they been able to get to the heart of the matter? Right. Is it really about the self, the stuff that's been accrued, like the guns and the cars, or is it something else? I mean, clearly. Those are fruit that have been produced on some tree. So, what is the tree? What is the root of the tree that is producing these things? Right for the husband, maybe are there control issues? Are there insecurities? Are there fears? Are there just like they're a good distraction and I enjoy them and I don't want to? You mean buying the guns to, to stop Yeah. All right, for what some are the reasons? Uh, uh, yeah.
0: Pending struggle. Right, and yeah. then
1: for you know the wife, <clears throat> is it is there something that she's longing for safety and wanting a permanent home? Like if you both want safety, I mean, you recognize you want the same things, but maybe you're just going about it the the, the um, different ways and how can you come together? But you know, why, why do you want these things? Is there something that they haven't discussed yet? Is there a plan to, to you really need to clarify kind of the expectations and desires, which is the third question on here, because if you haven't come together and you haven't said Hey, this is what I'm hoping for. This is what I want. I mean, we still have those conversations of, I thought you said you wanted this, or I thought we wanted this. And it's one of us is like, Nope, never said that, you know? And you're like, but why are you, you know, why are you spending this money if we had talked about this? And it's like, well, I thought we talked to, you know, so taking that time to really get to the root of what the problem is.
0: See, I hear this woman writing in, um, and I'm thinking, okay, if she's got a husband who is, caring for her in this, she's not writing this email. Right. Sure. Now it's not that he's, it's not that he can't provide, won't provide. It's that he doesn't seem to care is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Is that she's expressed a desire and it's a multifaceted desire. It's the, the, for, you know, I'll say forever home, permanent home. It's without a roommate. The safety, maybe, maybe <laughs> there's a, maybe, maybe it's a permanent home because it's too small. Maybe the neighborhood is terrible. Sure. Maybe the roommate situation is part of it. Yeah. Um, that's all logistically speaking. But then there's the roommate piece, which is she's divisive to our, our marriage and our values in because our she face, undermines yeah. him as a as a man. She undermines our faith with all the woke isms and whatnot, because whatever, that's a whole worldview in itself. <laughs> it's antithetical to the gospel, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> so what I hear is that she's expressing to him. I feel like you're putting placing your desires at a higher priority than the things that I feel like really need to change in our lives.
1: For the good of our marriage. For the good of our
0: marriage and for the good of our lives. And I cannot enjoy guns with you. I cannot enjoy cars with you. That's your thing. And it seems that it's disproportionately yeah. given your time, attention, money. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. And so if we address this question from those, if that's a right hearing of this, I'm looking at this husband and saying, listen, does Christ care for his church in the way that you're caring for your wife right now? Hmm. Is Christ, did Christ do anything out of selfishness? Hmm. Did Christ do anything that wasn't selfless? These are the questions I'm asking. Sure. So it's not whether or not guns and cars are bad or you shouldn't buy right. it and you shouldn't have X number. It's, it's are you being selfish?
1: Well, and that's what I mean by getting to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Getting to the root yeah. of the matter is, okay, you have all these things, but what is these desires were produced off of some tree in your life. Tree, metaphorical tree, right? So what, what is that tree? What is the root of the reasoning of why? We don't know. You know, but okay. And you're coming at it another way though, too, of like, yes, are you? Well, I would
0: just just leave it at he likes the stuff. Not that he's afraid of whatever. But I like,
1: well, and I like how you said it though, is just like, are you loving, are you being the loving husband as Christ has loved the church? Are you being that to your wife? You're are you asking dying that to husband, are you dying to yourself? And why so, are you, you know, respecting your husband? Are you submitting yeah. to your husband? And those are the bigger questions. Those are the heart issues that you're, we're trying to address in some of the, Hey, he's spending too much money. And Hey, we've got this, you know, these are all peripheral, peripheral, I think red flags pointing into, you know, mm. the heart of what's going on.
0: So here we have a bridegroom Christ who sits at the right hand of the, of the father making it mediating on behalf of his people. Yeah uh, making, you know, supplication on on behalf of his people still to this day, actively serving his people in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, is King Jesus. He sits on the throne, but he is still serving in that way. And so we have a savior who we can just, we can pray to him. We can bring our requests Mm -hmm. to him and he will lovingly care for us in that. Now as a husband, we have, you have to do that. You, you, If you want to be Christian and, and being a husband, you want to husband your wife in a Christian way, <laughs> you do not have an option. You need to care for your wife, whether you are looking her in the eye and saying, sweetheart, I hear what your requests are. I'm sorry that I've been selfish, whatever. I still don't think we can afford a house or we cannot go that direction. I have not taken you seriously because I don't make enough to buy a forever home right yeah. now. Have you seen house prices? Have you seen interest rates? Have you seen what, right. you know, the, the insane housing market? Uh, that's caring for your wife, even right. though you're not able to make, you know, make the thing happen. Right. And so that's, I think the bigger picture, it's not really about the house. It's about, are you caring for your wife? Well,
1: and sometimes it's just uncovering and speaking, not speaking, but saying those, those things. Cause a lot of times, you know, when a husband says no, it can be off putting or when they don't respond or something like that, when all the while, like we've had a few of these situations where it's like, I know you say to me, like, I know you want these things or you want to do these things, but we just, we financially, we just cannot right now. Here's the reasons why it's not because I want to withhold from you. It's not that I want to, you know, keep us in this place forever. You know, it's like, oh, you're telling me that you have the same desires that you share in this and you want these things for our marriage, for our lives. Yeah. But it's just a timing thing or it's it, here's the real issue here. And I think that, you know, it, it just can break down the walls, bring some agreement. Uh And really work through those in a productive manner instead of just ending with an argument that like we all are prone to doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I hear being expressed in this. It's not so much about the cars. It's not about the guns. It's not about the house. It's not even so much about the roommate. All that stuff does need to be addressed. But the heart of this wife that I'm hearing come through is that I have a husband who's not caring for me. Yeah. And so my encouragement to that wife uh, would be pray (laughs) like you can't make. Someone changed their heart yeah. and you can't reach in there, turn the knobs and change their heart.
1: <laughs> I hear you saying there's a few things, you know, that we can do, uh, as I love that she ended it with, you know, should I just pray and like trust that? Is this what it means to just follow God blind? Not blindly. Sorry. <laughs> if you can follow my husband gladly and bold and pray boldly. And I think, you know, you and I talked about this. Um, you aren't just cause you can't change his heart doesn't mean you can't pray about heart change. Right. And like you said, praying, I think mm. doesn't mean you're just standing by and, and waiting for, you know, praying is you're taking an active role in, in your faith and in your marriage. And it's a, it's a, it's a powerful thing to be able to go to the God of the universe and actually commune and talk with him. And so praying is, is yes, pray for yourself, pray for your, your own heart to be, yeah. you know, submitted to the things of God, respecting your husband, coming, ask the Lord to help you go to your husband, you know, in, in love and respect and have loving communication through it all pray together, pray apart for each other. Like it's, it's powerful. And it's, it's an important piece to what we, this thing we call marriage. Right.
0: So that's an encouragement for the wife. encouragement for the husband is open your eyes, man. Um, You don't have to buy the house. You you truly don't, but you, you, you have, you are obligated. It's your Christian duty to provide for your wife Hear me not, not in terms of material things. That's part of it. Yes. And it sounds like you're doing most of that, but you must provide also for your wife, the care that she needs to walk through whatever this struggle is. That's part of providing mm. is showing up and saying, here, I'm going to give to you, I'm going to provide for you support. I'm going to provide for you an explanation i gonna provide for you yeah. the place for us to discuss this so that we can get to the bottom of whatever it is and we can agree on it. If we can look at each other at the end of the day, we've had a hard conversation. We say, now's not the time mm-hmm. we can agree on that.
1: Yeah. And or you if we look at each forward. other and,
0: and say, we want the same thing. Yeah. Now, if you don't want the same thing, if she wants right. a house and you're saying, well, I like this situation. Well, <laughs> you have to walk through that. You right. have to work through it.
1: And, and that is actually the second, the, um, the second, uh, to do here, right? The first one is to pray. The second one is to discuss. So, mm. first, get on the same page of what your desires and expectations are. You got to have clarity yeah. around that. Uh, second would be to talk about money and set aside t- set aside time uh, to intentionally discuss the finances. Discuss how the money is being spent. Big questions like: Are we honoring the Lord? Are we stewarding what He's given us, um, or is our spending just gone unchecked? And this is how uh, this is where we've ended up. So talk 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 discuss I'm
0: going to add a question to that okay. money conversation. I'm going to ask this question, what is the purpose of money in a Christian's life?
1: Yeah.
0: Is it just to get what you want and when you want it as much as you want? No, it's not. The the purpose of money in the Christian's life is to glorify God, to know him, to make him known, to mm-hmm. to fulfill his the great commission. To, it's it's to steward it for his glory and your good. Yes. Yes. If you have zero thoughts of stewardship with your finances in light of all that God has asked of you, that's a problem. And so that needs to be part of your discussion as a, as a married couple, husband, wife, how has God asked us yeah. to steward our money? Right. Well, let's look up some scripture. Let's open the Bible. Let's <laughs> look at look. you.
1: just going into that third point right there. See, this is why we work so well. Uh, I probably wouldn't put this at the end. I would say go to scripture first, but uh, first one was again, pray. Second one, discuss, talk about expectations, talk about the, the the purpose of money within your uh, life and marriage according to scripture and go to scripture. What does the Bible say about how we spend our money or how we should? And do you have a right, right relationship with money? You know, how does, how does the Bible provide uh, the authority and clarity for us when it comes to our roles as husband and wife and how we love one another and how we, again, how that trickles down into how we spend our money and our time uh, with one another.
0: It's good. Our daughter is teething. She's, she's behind us right now walking. Well, she's shimmying around. She's not walking yet, but she can stand up on things. And she almost bit my finger off. She
1: will. I don't stick them in your mouth. Oh she, my they're goodness. like sharp little razors right now. They'll just take it right off and she'll smile about doing it. She,
0: so, you know, like when you put, when you plant the dog and a dog gets a, hand, a hold yeah. of your finger, like they'll know when to stop.
1: Yeah. I don't feel she like she knows She doesn't to know when to stop. No. I just about uh, lost my finger the other yeah. day too. So. Anyways um hopefully this this conversation has you know brought to light the some of the important questions about you know expectations desires stewardship money uh communication uh you, the orientation of our hearts mm-hmm. are are they ones that are the orientation towards god and therefore uh are we looking are we orienting our hearts right rightly towards our spouse and towards what the lord has given us mm-hmm. uh is, are things in order and is the weight put in the right spots Like, or am I, am I just not caring and not stewarding and just throwing all of my money resources at one thing while ignoring my spouse? Um, There's just a lot of big questions here. And hopefully it's been clarifying um, whether you're struggling with this type of thing or not. It's always a heart issue, right? It always comes back to sin. It always comes back to our need for a savior.
0: Yeah. And uh, if we are not living and walking in the fear of the Lord. Now we can call ourselves Christians and still functionally fail to walk in the fear of the Lord, meaning that we're not actually measuring who we are, the actions we do, according to who God is and all he's and all he's required of us, not unto salvation, but because of salvation. So if we're not walking in the fear of the Lord, one or two things will happen. We will become like the beasts, driven by our appetites, Mm. driven by our bellies and our and our cravings and our desires you know, and we won't really question those things. We'll just go toward whatever the next thing is and we'll max out whatever that thing is to, because that's just how we're, we're driven by that. We're yeah. not, or if we're not even believers and we're not walking in the fear of the Lord, mm. I mean, we'll not, we'll not only be beholden to our every women fancy and appetite. Uh, we will try to get it right and we will just inevitably fail. Mm. We will, we so will hear good. the concerns of our wife, you know, as husbands we will hear our wives crying out to us saying, please help change. And we'll, we'll want to meet that concern. There's something in us that wants to do, but we'll try and fail because we are unenlivened by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so this is, I guess, at the end of our episode, we always want to make sure you hear or are reminded of the gospel. If you're yeah. a Christian, we want to remind you of the gospel and what you believe. If you're a non-Christian, we want to present you with the gospel so that you can actually tap into true life and not just, you know, g- you know, what's the white knuckle your way through this mm. life, but instead live by the grace of God and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that's how you, you get, you open your eyes and your ears to hear and love your wife well in these situations, mm-hmm. past and through your own selfishness. You can say, yeah, I want to love you more than I want to love myself right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a Holy Spirit thing to say. That's not something you just say in the flesh. Yeah. So if you don't know who Jesus is, uh, we want you to know Christ, um, if you have been told who Jesus is, but you're not walking with him, we want you to know Christ Yeah. because it's one thing to know of Christ. And there's another thing to actually know him yourself. And so to that end, we recommend that you find a friend who is a Christian, who you know, they're actually a Christian and say, show me Jesus. Let's read the Bible together. Yeah. Find a church that preaches out of the Bible. That's number two. If you can't, if you don't have a friend like that, you can't find a church like that. We have a website that hopefully will help you. It's the news is Let's pray. Father God, we pray for this couple, this wife who's writing in and her husband. I pray that you would guide them, that you would enliven their hearts with by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the power of your scriptures, Lord, that they would open up this conversation together. They would open up your word. They would read your word together and they would actually read their hearts and it would instruct them in what to do and they would obey. Lord, I pray that they would find all the joy and hope and the peace that comes along with um, pursuing you, with with uh, walking in your grace and walking Um, and learning to walk by your spirit, Lord. I also pray for other couples that are struggling, Mm. wherever they are, with whatever issue they're dealing with. Lord, be with them. May they first and foremost know that they are not alone because Mm -hmm. they have you. Mm -hmm. Lord, secondly, I pray that you'd help them put their path on whatever that, or put their foot on whatever that next step is down the path toward reconciliation, toward healing, toward a healthier, stronger marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us. If you want to partner with us, thank you. If you already are a partner, if you haven't yet partnered, but you'd like to go to FierceMarriage.com slash partner. With that, this episode of Fierce Marriage is we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time.
1: Stay fierce.